I look at my life and the years it's went by and it went by so fast and yet you know uh, God is all fit for some reason to still leave me here and at my age uh, I'm already lived longer than most people will have a chance to live uh, you listen to the obituaries it's getting to where there's way more people younger than me that's on obituaries than there is that's older than me. So uh, each and every one of us, the Bible tells us it's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. So we know death is coming, and by that we also know that judgment is coming, and we need to be prepared for each. All right, if you'd like to read with us. We're going to read a couple of verses found in Jonah, and this book is only four chapters long, and they're not very long chapters. Um, and, you know, it would help us, I guess, to read that occasionally to refresh our mind of just how uh, frail man is and how mighty God is and what God can do. But in the first chapter the 12th verse. Now this is after uh, Jonah had disobeyed God and went aboard a ship and uh, they couldn't understand what was going on that such a storm had come up and they cast lots and it fell upon Jonah. And this is his answer to them what they needed to do. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that, th that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Now, here Jonah was willing to die than go and do what God wanted because here he realized where he was at. Uh, you know, if he had uh, repented right there and said, Lord, as soon as I can get turned around, I will go. That could have took care of it, but that wasn't his answer. Throw me into the sea, for I know the last part of that, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Then if you'll go down and read the last verse of that same chapter, the 17th verse. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of a fish, three days and three nights. Now, I don't know, God can speak anything into existence, but I don't know if God had prepared this fish over however long a time it took to grow to get big enough to swallow Jonah. And, you know, scientists will tell you, well, basically there's no fish in the ocean that has a throat big enough to swallow a man whole. Even the great big whales, their throat is not that big because they don't eat that big of stuff that they can swallow it whole. But God took care of that if anybody wants to listen and read. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And I've read that before and I thought if God prepares it, if, even if it was a bluegill, God could prepare that fish to where it could take care of a man. But then you work and you see that. 
on down at the last part. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now that is the miracle right there that he could survive in there for three days and three nights. And, you know, I caught a 21 or 22-inch uh, bass. And when I was cleaning it, I couldn't figure out what a growth it seemed to be in the intestines of it. And I cut it open, and there's a whole four-inch bluegill inside of that. And it was digesting. The fins of it was starting to just eat away because of the digestive juices. Well, here he was in there for three days and three nights. And under that, it started to work on him. Why? My God was still protecting him. He was able to give him air in there to breathe and to survive for that length of time. Man will say, oh, it can't happen. But my God can do whatever he wants to do. And you and I today, we can read this and see. No matter what we're facing in life, God's able to take care of it. He's able to provide for it. He's able to deliver. I don't care what it is that comes against it. You'll find in the Bible so many times God's men, they were put in a place where they should have died, but God protected them when they were thrown into the fire or when they were thrown into the lion's den. My God was in there, and he brought them out safe and sound. You and I, God, was in the belly of that pig right there with Jonah providing everything he needed and you and I today he's still the same God and we look around and we lack faith to believe but God there he prepared a fish you know a shark come up on a man in the water he gonna rip him apart that man ain't gonna survive God prepared a fish that he could take him in one bite. Each and every one of us. We need to look at that and just see how mighty our God is. Scientists, oh, they've done all kinds of studies. They stri strive for one purpose, and that to prove, prove God wrong. But in every bit of it, you'll find in the words and the writing of it, God took care of any doubt that come. Just right, right there in that one verse, God prepared a fish. God knew there wasn't none that was able to do what he was needing to be done. But God was able to prepare it where he could take care of it. You and I today, it makes no difference what we're going to be facing tomorrow. God's able to prepare whatever we need to endure to overcome if we'll only put our faith and trust in him. Here, Jonah, I guess, thought when they threw him overboard how long it took him to be swallowed up, how long he was there in the water floating. The Bible don't tell us, but no doubt when he was thrown over, when the storm was so bad they'd already throwed stuff out of the ship to try and survive because the ship wasn't going to be able to make it. And then when Jonah was thrown in, it got so calm that the men there, it scared them. They began to offer sacrifices and stuff to God. But I want you to also turn to Lamentations, the third chapter, and listen to this. We're going to uh, read the 
22nd and 23rd verse. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now right there, boy couldn't Jonah turn around and said these words. It is the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. You and I today, God is making a way for us even in this dark hour in this world, no matter what comes or goes, even if it comes to the point of our life being taken, God is still making a way. Why? If your sin has been forgiven, he made a way for you to be where he is in peace and comfort for all of eternity. That's what each and every one of us need to be striving for. Not that we might please man but most of all that we might please God and if we will it will put God first then we can find that 23rd verse they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness God's mercy is renewed daily and daily oh I'm so thankful that they are cause many times I've had to call upon it not because I deserved it but I will for the mercies of God. You and I today, can we say we deserve all that God has blessed us with? We can't, but God has shown his mercy and his forgiveness to each and every one of us. And if there's ever been a time that man needs to surrender our will unto God and put our faith and trust in him, it's today. You know, you see what's going on in Israel, and you know that there's many people there that their life has been taken by the most ungodly, I guess, of any barbaric people about it that's on earth, and yet the lives that they was taken, a lot of them didn't know God either. So one heathen was taking the life of a person that didn't know God, and they're going to end up in hell together when this is all over with. You and I today, God has made the way if we'll put our faith and trust in him. You know, if a terrorist takes your life and your heart's right with God, he done you a favor, really, because all of us has got to die. And if our heart's right with God, when we die, we get far better than anything that man can imagine. And a lot of these people that's out there killing these, they have a form of religion that they think their barbaric actions is going to be rewarded by a bunch of virgins for them after this life. And... That is a sinful desire from a very wicked, sinful person. And they're going to find out that's not what the devil had waiting for them. They just believed his lie. All right, now, if you'll read the rest of this with me. The 24th verse, starting there in that third chapter of uh, Lamentations. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore... 
while I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. You and I, we read this and we think, well, world has changed so much. But here, that's something that I've said my whole life. You want to live your life with very few regrets as far as the sin that you've done. That 27th verse, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. You and I, if we'll give our heart and life to God, let God use us as young as we can be. Pray in prayers of faith, seeing the difference that God can make, how he can change the world around us when we'll only believe, how he can reach out and reach hearts and lives of those that we love because we prayed a prayer that brought conviction down upon them. Bear the yoke that God wants you to. Stand and take the persecution in this life. Though it might come your way that this world they hate what you stand for but if you'll just stand for God victory is still there Paul there he took all the beating he took the stoning he took every bit of it when he come down to the time where he knew this is going to be the end of it I can't live after my head is cut off but I know when this body died my spirit is still alive with God and what awaits me it's far better than anything here, you and I today. That's what we need to strive for. Make sure that we're doing the will of God. You know, here it said that last verse. Listen to this again. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. You know, if you don't know anything about oxen, and yokes and stuff, you might not understand how much that can mean. But, you know, if you see a team of oxen, and my dad, I can remember hearing him preach about this so many times. He had never seen a team of oxen really working. And they were going through the mountains, him and his uh, other preacher friend. And he said there was... Uh, a team of oxen pulling a train of logs and they'd come down this hill and there's a branch there in the bottom and they was going to start and go up this other one. And the man stopped them oxen right there in that branch and Dad said, well, I wonder why he stopped them there. And he said, I guess he'd give them a little bit of a breather. Well, they stood there for a little while, and then when he called on them, it was so far away, Dad couldn't hear what they were saying to him. But when he called on them, he said, them oxen just sort of leaned into it with their shoulders and tightened everything up. And went to just rocking back and forth, trying to get them logs to move. And he said they even dropped down on their knees in the front, pushing with all they could, and got the logs moving and stood up started walking and he said they 
walked right up that hill, pulling that, but they went to their knees on that yoke, and it's right there on their shoulders is where they're pulling from. You and I today, sometimes the load might get so heavy that it pushes us to our knees to try and keep going. But when we can't make it on our own, isn't it wonderful to know we got one that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I won't ask of you something you're not able to do. You and I, when we do all that we can, he's going to come and make up the difference. You might say as a young person, the devil might tell you as a young person, you can't do this. What did Paul turn around to Timothy and tell him? Don't you worry about it because you're young. They may stand against you, but you take your stand for God. Don't let them reject you just because of that or make you want to quit. You and I today, God is still telling that each and every one of us, if we'll walk with him, that victory is ours. Not to give up. You know, God has proven his love for us time and time and time again. And we just need to read the words of God and be encouraged by them and know that's why he gave them to us. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You know, devil will try and make you think because you failed today again that there's just no hope. But, you know, God's mercies is renewed every day. And when we fail, don't let the devil make us just think, well, all hope is lost. Don't wait till the next time you get in church to pray. When you realize you failed, that's the time to pray. Right then. No matter where you're at, what you're doing, call upon the Lord. A prayer of faith can move mountains no matter what we're doing at the time. You know, them old oxen, they didn't go up against that load and think, well, we can't pull this. We might as well just quit. You know, that's what a horse will do a lot of times. A horse hits it, and if it's too heavy for them, they'll just balk. They won't even try. But Dad said, them old oxen, they're down on their knees, just rocking back and forth. And even digging with those front legs on their knees till they can get it start moving. You and I today, when we think the load is too great for us, put your faith and trust in God because you can accomplish more than you ever thought you could. God's prepared a way for my escape and your escape. Even before we face something, God's already prepared it. He's waiting for you and I just to exercise faith and believe. You know, go ahead and read those four chapters in Jonah. I, I would say when that fish threw Jonah up on dry land, I would say he probably didn't look very good and probably didn't smell too good. But he cleaned himself up, I guess, and he went and preached. And then he got dissatisfied because what God gave him to preach didn't happen because the people repented. Oh, I wish to God 
that the people that I preached to, that God sent messages to, that they would repent. Rather, you know, I can't understand being upset because your message was received and the people changed. You and I today, that's what God wants each and every one of us to do. He wants us to take a stand for him and not give in. You know, we was talking about a singing group here a while ago that some of them heard, that I heard back at uh, Cleveland Electric thing once. And I don't understand how the people sell one record, much less anything more than that, because... Uh, if I had a record of theirs, I'd be playing it in a barn somewhere and not hoping to scare the rats to death because it isn't fit for a human being to listen to. You and I today, the world might not want to hear us just like a Christian wouldn't want to hear them. But if the world don't want to hear you, spend your time singing praises unto God and praying to God because there's coming a time you don't do it here, you're going to wish for all of eternity you had. You know, if you keep your silence because you're afraid that if you let your Christian light shine and witness that you might lose a friend, honey, you didn't have a friend to start with. And if you lose the real friend, the whole world can call you buddy whatever and you still lost there's one friend that you really need and that's Jesus Christ everybody else you can do without it can be your parents it can be your brothers it can be your sisters they can all desert you but if God still claims you you've got victory you know in this life there's a lot of things we're going to face that we're going to know the biggest majority of this world don't think very much of you if you're a Christian. But if you can honest and truly get on your knees and pray a prayer of faith and know that God's listening to you, that's more than all the money that you could have in the bank. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for God hearing a prayer I prayed just by myself. I prayed that God heard and answered and made a difference. You and I today, that's what we need. Have a relationship with God. Not that I'm anything special. Don't take it that way. It just means that when our heart's right with God and we pray something and we need a touch, Right then, God's able to do it right then. You don't have to say, well, he can work on me sometimes in the next three or four days. It might not be that you got that long. When I found out I had a 100% blockage of one of the main arteries on my heart and another one, a little one, in another artery, I couldn't even take another step. I was hurt so bad. It would have been hours before anybody found me laying there in the yard. But my God touched me. 
give me a bypass without even making a scar. Veins from the backside of my heart come all the way around. Just a year or so before when I was in there and had heart catheterization, they wasn't on there. God put them on there right there in my yard at that time. You were not today. That's how real God is. There is nothing. There is nothing God can't do. You know, what we read to you there, scientists, all them, they say, that's impossible for a fish to swallow me. That's just a made-up story. Oh, no, it ain't. That was true. You and I today, they'll tell you, man hanging on the cross and dying, that can't make a difference in your life. Honey, it'll make a world a difference if you only believe because he did that for me and he did that for you. While we get a verse of some song, will you come? Please, I beg you, realize just how merciful God is and how he's preparing for you and don't let the devil make you doubt. God knows what you're going to be facing tomorrow and he's already prepared the answer. He's already prepared to deliver. He's already prepared everything that you need. It just takes you putting your faith and trust in him. Jonah there, he said, I'm the reason for this. You cast me in the sea, and it'll be calm. And it was. When he went in, that was the whole purpose of it. God calmed the sea. Each and every one of us, you'll find Christ there in the New Testament. When the ship was being tossed and everything, they prayed him. He just said, peace be still. And it calmed the sea. No matter what the storm is you're facing in this life, all God has to say, peace be still and it's over with. He can provide for you if you'll only believe. While we sing, will you come? Each and every one of us, please.